Welcome to this week's Yes Ladies. Rose Howard reads a story about two lovers meeting in the forest. I'm not sure what wakes me. The first time I've managed to sleep on this horrible journey across country. All I hear is the creaking of the carriage at rest, rattling of bits in the mouths of our horses, heavy breathing. I can smell their sweat mingling with the leather and wood and velvet inside the carriage. My mouth is dry and my corset is pushing into my hip because I've been sleeping at a strange angle. All of a sudden I feel uneasy. My instincts tell me something is wrong. The silence is too full of horses impatiently stamping, too empty of human voices. My hand, shaking, extends towards the curtain and edges it back so I can see out of the window. I can't see my guards. I can see rain dripping off the trees and the woods are a vivid green, bark wet and dark, but I can't see anyone. I push open the door and it swings silently open, then knocks against the carriage with a sickeningly loud thud. Nothing stirs. I gather my skirts and step out of the carriage. My shoes slip on the rain-soaked track and I hurt my hand grabbing the carriage for balance. Tentatively, I make my way to the back of the hackney. I still can't see anyone. It's confusing. It feels unsafe. I decide to drive myself away, so I walk to the horses. As I turn, he steps out from behind a tree. It's obvious that he was caught in the rain. His leather coat is wet and his shirt is clinging to his chest. I can see the chest hair damp against his skin, coarse tendrils curling towards his throat. His hat still has raindrops falling intermittently. His boots are muddy. His hands flex by his sides as he walks over to me. My heart stutters and my breathing sharpens. He must see the uncertainty in my eyes because he slows his pace before he reaches me. He takes off his hat and rests it on the wheel. Standing in front of me, just us in the forest, there is a tension between us that stops me from saying what I'm thinking. I get a chill as it feels like the air around us trembles. He is speaking but I'm lost, watching his lips move and as his hands gesture I shiver imagining he is touching me. He is explaining that we're alone now and he's taking me the rest of the way. I say something, anything, it's a sound that could take the place of yes or a no but it can't take a stand. I think he has picked up on it. I think he knows what I don't mean. He knows what I'm not saying. He knows what I'm feeling. My skin prickles and my cheeks are flushed. He goes to the carriage and takes out my blanket. Then he takes my hands and leads me off the track to a small clearing. The air is filled with a rich petrichor from the rainstorm and a heady scent from the surrounding rhododendrons. He opens up the blanket and lays it on the floor. He looks at me with such wonderment, it scares me. He takes off his coat, then his shirt, then his boots, then his trousers. He stands in front of me, naked, with a somehow noble vulnerability. My eyes drink in his body, lean and strong. Then he starts to undress me, peeling the layers off me so carefully that I barely feel the fabric unravelling. It feels like a ceremony as he reveals my skin. 
I watch his fingers moving deftly and become mesmerised by his forearms flexing. Once I'm naked, he moves close to me and smells my hair, feeling a curl between his fingers and letting it fall on my shoulders. His finger scans my face and then moves across my lips, pressing and contouring and then slipping into my mouth, feeling the warmth before continuing its search. Still damp from my saliva, he trails his finger down my chin and presses along my neck, pulling across my left collarbone. He then flicks across my nipples before tracing the line under my boobs and then down my left side. He kneels as his finger reaches my hip and his hands encircle my bum. His hands hold onto my thighs and slip down to my ankles. He bends down and touches his lips to my right foot and inhales the scent of the skin at my ankle. Now he begins to kiss his way up my leg, sometimes nibbling, sometimes licking, always gentle. He rests his head in my bush and his hands move up to my waist. He stands up and picks me up. He lays us both back down on the floor, smells the nape of my neck and kisses my skin. Then he moves lower and starts kissing and licking and sucking and worshipping my cunt. It's an unfamiliar sensation. The first time he kisses my clit, I squirm, and he follows with his tongue. I giggle and then gasp as his tongue starts to lick in firm circles. The goosebumps ripple across my skin and his mouth presses against me. I relax now as my clit starts to tingle. A new feeling of heat and power whirls inside me. The momentum builds inside me and I come. Bright lights flickering and flashing inside me. He kisses me on the mouth and I taste myself and kiss him greedily as the current still flows across my pussy to my stomach and hips, relaxing out to my toes and fingertips. I climb on top of him and immediately take his cock into my pussy. I'm wet and warm and tight around his hard dick. Rocking my hips slowly and then feeling him pushing deep inside me, I ride him. My fingertips roam across his torso, marvelling at his strong arms, dragging across his hairy chest, and my eyes are drawn down to where our bodies are connected as my body rises and lowers on his cock. He's panting and moaning, eyes moving over every inch of my body, his hands grasping and digging his fingers into my soft hips, so I move slower and tease his cock in and out of me. His eyes refocus and for the final thrust he takes control and pulls me deeper around him, rhythmically pushing deep inside me. He comes hard and I can feel the pulsing of his dick and the aftershocks across his stomach. His face relaxes into an almost expressionless state which I take to be calmness. His arms drop down to his sides. I'm still straddling his hips, feeling his cock surrendering inside me. I slide off him and lay down on his chest, and he wraps his arm round me and holds me tightly. We hope you enjoyed that story. Story written by Evie Glasshouse. Thanks to everyone who helped make the podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 